Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you Justin Beals. He's the co-founder and CEO of StrikeRap. Good afternoon, Justin. How are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast today. I'm happy to join. Thank you so much for taking the time. So kick off, kick off the show with the why. Why did you start uh, Strike Grant? Sure. Uh, of course, more than one reason. Um, and I think the first one is that I, I really uh, am a serial entrepreneur. Um, I love building startups. And one of the talents that I have, one of my expertise is in uh, technology and technology delivery. And so um, I'm always looking for new uh, problems to look into, uh, to think about and consider and decide whether or not there might be a sustainable business. And the reason that I started StrikeGraph specifically is that um, in a prior role at a, at a prior company, I was the chief technology officer for our business. And we had built a really powerful AI product, but it required a sharing of a lot of sensitive data between us and our customers. And we were struggling to get through the sales process efficiently because the customers were really worried about sharing that data with us. And um, it was an inhibitor to growth. And so, uh, you know, post that business, we found a great buyer for it. And I was looking around thinking about the next problem to go solve. And I got really interested in this concept of trust and security practices, the testing of security practices, and how to make a really efficient um, sales process happen so that you can get a buyer to sign a contract and not kind of languish in, um, in procurement for too long. And so started the business in February of 2020. Well, congratulations. Thanks. So walk me through, what is StrikeGraph? What do they do? What services do they offer? Give us a, a full spectrum of the services. Yeah, so we are a compliance operations and assurance platform. And what that means is that we initially help our customers scope a security posture that matches the risk profile of their business. So we don't, we don't wanna do more than is required and we don't, and we want to make sure we're doing enough to protect the sensitive areas of the business. Uh, the next thing we do is we allow a customer to operationalize that security posture by distributing ownership um, throughout the company. So one of the things to know about security is it's, it's not just the chief information security officer's role or the CTO's role. Uh, it's actually something that everyone contributes a little bit to. So the VP of HR will have responsibility, a CEO will have responsibility, a CFO will have responsibility. And so it's important to distribute that operation throughout your organization. Finally, we automate the collection of evidence that that security posture got implemented by collecting data from really common cloud providers. I mean, the most common one are gonna be systems like AWS or another super common one is going to be Azure, uh, where we can, via API, go grab that data. That's actually the first half of the problem. You know, getting a security posture set up 
that you can have validated. And then uh, StrikeGraph really helps with the second part of the process in that we've automated much of the testing for a deep transparency and a much more cost-effective uh, audit or assurance or certification process. And so a lot of customers come to us to get through the audit of common standards like SOC 2 or ISO 27001. Uh, HIPAA is a very common one that we support. For example, uh, GDPR, or the new California consumer privacy. These are all good examples of the types of standards that we help our customers solve for. Excellent. The first time I ever heard of anything like this was when I was working with a company that was doing scanning and they had to go through a whole series. This probably sounds like what you do in a similar way, but maybe not through the scanning process. But they had a lot of big name clients that had secret formulas and secret you know, clients and so on and so forth. So they had to have certifications done uh, based on how the information was stored and sent to the people. Uh, I think they also had that stuck to uh, certification as well. And I thought it was very fascinating as to what people have to go through to make sure all data is secure. Is that yeah. a similar situation or is that different? No, that's exactly right. And uh, it's the reason they had to go through that audit process is as you pointed out, these buyers of their solution were concerned about the data we're sharing. So one of the ways to think about our solution is that StrikeGraph provides the sales assets that you need to get that trust quickly and close a deal efficiently. Makes sense. And obviously all your clients are counting on you to make sure their data is secure. That's right. And leaks, I think it's out. I know they had to have certain cameras, they had to have certain inspections done and yeah, uh, it's a pretty intense process. Depending on the level of the data sensitivity, it can get really complicated very quickly. And of course, our technology is designed to help make that easy to manage um, and easy to operate. Yeah. Right. But walk me through the facility that you have to have in order to have this type of compliance uh, service offered. Yeah, we describe, you know, in the broadest set of terms, who needs to go through these types of compliance issues, uh, any B2B company that shares data. So we see everything from certainly like SaaS businesses, you know, StrikeRef is a SaaS business. We have an online platform that people log into to manage this work. Um, SaaS businesses collect a lot of data from their customers. And so they're going to get hit with these requirements very early on especially those businesses that are focused on AI products where they have to consume a lot of data to produce models. But we even see this type of issues from uh, companies that are storing a lot of very sensitive data. So maybe you're a broker from a, an acquisition perspective uh, for customers. You're really more of a consultancy, but you get a lot of data, very sensitive data about the companies they're thinking of buying. And so you could easily get hit with a request from your customers to go and get a SOC 2 audit accomplished or a similar type of audit. But you imagine the number of businesses that are connected via data in the world, and that's really how we quantify the market opportunity. Makes sense. And obviously when someone gets uh, encroached on or they get violated, like you know, Target was became a big uh, public uh, issue, Home Depot, you know, some of the major companies that have any type of uh, violation of their uh, policies or violation of their servers or possibly access to their customer data, credit cards, things like that, it becomes a big deal. 
That's right. <laughs> Making sure all systems are secure is very important. And obviously you have to trust your staff. You have to trust the software. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole process that goes along with that. Yeah. And, and one of the really um, kind of scary statistics, if you work at a place like Target and is that over 70% of these major data breaches are not coming from your internal systems, from, from those third-party vendors that you're sharing data with. That's why if you're a chief information security officer and you want to, you know, kind of help secure the biggest surface area or the most risky area, you are really interested in what third parties are doing with your data and their security posture. Yeah, I can only imagine. Because obviously that negative publicity doesn't help your business and makes people less likely to, to shop with in the future. Very expensive. Yeah. And just, you know, you can uh, really kind of disintermediate your old team trying to uh, research what happened in an incident. And uh, it, it's, it's just no fun to go through at all. I'm sure. So walk me through some of the type of clients you'll have. You mentioned HIPAA earlier. So obviously the healthcare world, doctors, offices, hospitals, things like that. Can you give us kind of a, an industry uh, that tend to use these type of services? Yeah. Um, I would say that no one vertical market contributes to more than 20% of the revenue StrikeRaft receives. So we have a pretty broad swath of, of different companies, but I'm happy to you know kind of identify some of the typical verticals that we're seeing. So a really common vertical for us is health tech. Um, obviously they carry a lot of patient information and that's very sensitive data. Um, we uh, have a fair number of customers in the insurance tech marketplace. Uh, they're also storing and sharing a lot of very sensitive data with partners. Um, and so they'll have to get one of these security compliance audits accomplished. Uh, we see a fair number of customers from uh, financial technology. Uh, sometimes they work on a slightly different standard called PCI DSS but many companies will go after multiple standards at the same time. Um, we uh, intriguingly are seeing the education technology marketplace grow as a vertical for us. Um, they store a fair bit of information uh, and they're kind of leaning into this security compliance issue presently. Uh, that's just a sample, uh, but um, it, it's really a pretty uh, broad swath. Uh, I would say that, you know, StrikeRef is a solution uh, from a, a, a customer approach perspective, we do like to focus on organizations that have been through one of these audits in the past or have a person on the team that has been through the audit in the past because the platform is very flexible and there's a lot of opportunity to kind of maximize the value from StrikeGraph from someone that has been through one of these processes before. Makes sense. And obviously, have a little more of a, a background on what's expected and what's needed and so on. So first, having to start from square one. Exactly. You know, part of that is our own sales process. We've just noticed that those folks that have experience in this space see our value prop much more quickly. And, and so it's a more fertile um, go-to-market method. And for the business owners that are listening that are operating a product business, for example, and taking credit cards through e-commerce, should all this be done by the hosting company automatically? Yeah, that's a great question. Not automatically. And so what you're going to see in the fine print for any of these relationships, let's say you're, you know, you're taking credit cards, but you're working with a processor. The processor is going to say, hey, part of the security is re your responsibility, but part of the security is ours. And especially um, the PCI DSS standard 
is really applicable uh, to organizations that are taking credit card transactions. And depending on the number of transactions you process in a year, you can go from a very lightweight self-assessment up to a, a very extensive third-party independent audit of your credit card transaction processing. And so I think that it's something to kind of be aware of um, and just make sure that you're uh, working in the right way. And if you think about people that commonly take credit cards, you also might be setting up partnerships. And sometimes those partnership relationships, like let's say I'm a vendor, but I want to set up a relationship with a place like Target. Uh, Target may require that I have a security audit in place before they would even partner with me. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think a lot of business owners in general just aren't aware of the complexity of those compliance requirements. And I have to follow PCI compliance because I do have an online um, website and every year I do it. And then every year I have to answer the questions and the questions get more elaborate, more elaborate, obviously the more that business grows. Uh, so it is interesting to see how the PCI compliance gets more strict. And like you said, at some point, once sales go to a certain level, uh, we'll require a third party audit. Which makes sense to make sure everyone's you know credit card information is secure, uh, even as the company grows. And obviously, you have people, you know, they're not supposed to be jotting down credit card numbers. Everything's to be typed in. All those little things that people can do uh, that they shouldn't be doing to make sure that the company stays compliant, as well as the customer's information stays secure. Exactly. So, I, so I can see that being very important. Uh, just walk me through, and I have a much better, clear understanding of what you do and how you do it. So I appreciate that the clarity there. Walk me through as a company, maybe some mistakes you've made in growing or scaling the company. And then most importantly for our listeners, uh, what did you learn from those mistakes? Maybe you changed your process, maybe you changed how you do things. Walk us through some examples. Yeah. Um, so our method of identifying what to build and scaling that is a little bit inherent in the product decisions, the features that we've decided to offer. You know, in the, in the marketplace where we operate, there was already about $100 billion spent globally in 2019. And uh, uh, the vast majority of that spend was going to consultancies, whether that was the classic audit firm or a, a security and assessment consultancy, they were really earning a lot of those dollars and cents. And so the way that we built StrikeGraph was imagining how could a company handle this if they did not want the very costly and time-consuming engagement that comes with a consultancy? And so our method of building our product has literally been identifying what happens in a consultancy and building technology to automate it. And so we talk about scale all the time, but we talk about it very differently. We don't come in with a, hey, we're not going to do this because I just don't see how that will scale. Uh, because consultants are doing it today. Instead, the way that we develop our product is we say, hey, I see consultants are doing this. I want to do that once or twice myself, see how it works and find out where the opportunity is to automate that process uh, well beyond what is done today. Then we go and build the code to automate it via software and deliver that back as a feature that we start to scale. And so, for example... You know, we've tripled uh, the number of audits that we've delivered every quarter for the last year. Um, and we haven't increased our costs from a staffing perspective by more than maybe 20, 25 percent. 
And so you want to see that shift, right? Like where we're saying, hey, we're doing a lot, uh, some R&D work on what, it is, what solution we're trying to provide. And then we are saying now, how, how do we write code? How do we invent something that allows this to be automated in a way that it isn't in the marketplace? And that's been really fruitful for us from a, from a building our product perspective. Sure. Well, obviously, allows you to scale, you know, an incredible uh, amount by having the, you know, the, the process or the system do it for you. Yeah, we certainly make mistakes, and that's why you get in and you do the literal process by hand once or twice. Then you look at it, and you're like, "Ooh, I, I don't even see how we're we're gonna, you know, build this." But we get a little test opportunity at first, and then we right. may decide to go partner or build a community out of that, that particular aspect of the solution. Uh, but it gives us a decision point with some, with some data to make that decision. Right, but I think that's what life's all about. It's like, how can we create uh, an app? How can we create a website that is so simple to use? And why do we spend all this time doing consultancy when we can do it in half the time, a third of the time, a quarter of the time? If you ask the right questions, it's in the right order and we eliminate any gaps. I mean, I would think that even taxes are being done that way. Or instead of having to hire an accountant to go, you know, obviously some, you know, taxes are much more complex, but the average person can answer a dozen questions and have their taxes filed and be done. So if building those type of softwares that can ask the right questions and can get to the, the meat of the issues and streamline the process is just a, a golden opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in a fertile market where the, the value is immediately understood. You know, we're not a very aspirational product. Um, we don't have to convince people that this is a solution that could help them. They know they need to buy. They just want the most efficient and effective product in the marketplace. 100%. And time's the most valuable commodity they have. So anything you can do to save them time and keep them out of legal trouble, they're, I'm sure they're all in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Justin, share with us uh, a success story. Maybe someone that's had issues with compliance in the past and they started working with you and now have had great success or result, or maybe they had a breach and they had to change who they're working with and they came to you and they've had nothing but success since then. Can you yeah. share, without naming any company names for privacy purposes, but can you share a success story that really makes you proud and kind of reinforces your why? Yeah, I think that um, there, there's a number of them and, and I'll, I'll give you a couple different tracks. We've seen success stories from customers of ours. They may have joined um, StrikeGraph as a customer uh, when they were a small team, maybe four or five people. And what we've seen year over year is that they keep building on this, this operational maturity that StrikeGraph's allowing them to do and literally growing their business. So we went, had a great customer that um, has a really amazing solution, and uh, but it needed to share a lot of sensitive financial data. And at first they started out with just suck to. Um, because their customers were asking them to get some security audit done. Then they grow the business and a year down the road, they're like, hey, we've got a healthy business going, but we've got an opportunity to expand and we want to go do HIPAA too, because we're thinking about going into the health tech uh, vertical. And so we took a look at, at them with our platform and we were able to say, hey, you're, you're only missing about 10, maybe 15 security controls to go and be HIPAA compliant and go open up that marketplace for you. And so they were really rapidly able to build on top of what they were already doing and go for HIPAA. And they just renewed for the third year in the row. Um, and they're seeing such value in the, on the sales side of building their business 
that we saw them increase their spend on the StrikeGraph platform by 25% year over year. And, and, and that's, that's really special to us. Our customers are growing and building trust in the marketplace. Uh, that's certainly the type of success story that I think being compliant and going through these assessments can provide. Um, we have had a number of customers that have dramatically cut the cost and pain of operations. So maybe they left, you know, a real big accounting firm that was doing a very expensive process uh, to get through something like an audit. And in working with the StrikeGraph team, they were able to uh, reduce the spend by almost 75% year over year for the same exact outcome. Um, that these are just a couple of examples. I think, what, you know, one of the things that I like to highlight from a from a, a, a broader success story for all of us that participate in this marketplace together is that if we can um, use these independent assessments to create better trust for people that do good work from an operational maturity perspective and facilitate faster transactions, we're just gonna build a more ethical marketplace altogether. And everyone from the individual consumer to the businesses that want to be protected are going to feel more, uh, more uh, opportunity to participate more heavily in creating partnerships and creating these relationships and working with each other. And so what we hope that we're building is just a, a faster moving marketplace because there's a baseline for independent assessment of security practices that teams can trust. All right. Well, I congratulate you on your success and all the technology you brought into compliance to make it simpler and more effective and more cost effective, most importantly for the customer uh, and you know, streamline the process. Obviously less people have to be involved, therefore you can help people save some money. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen our business, um, you know, as, as this, I, I've done a lot of startups. Uh, this one has rocket shipped. Um, you know, we're hundreds of customers at this point uh, and just, continue to exponentially grow, e even though we know this macroeconomic climate is a little tough for technology companies, there's still a lot of desire to solve these problems and, and it's been great to build the business. 100%. I think no one wants to be a victim of, uh, of being uh, compromised. So if yeah. you can give them that safety and security that they're not gonna be breached, uh, it, it takes their confidence and comfort and everything else to a whole nother level. And it allows them to separate themselves from their competition. Yeah, so once yeah. you have a breach, it's a black cloud over your head for quite a while. So to keep that, maintain that non-breach uh, system is very meaningful to a lot of the big companies. So keep up the good work. And I'm so grateful for you being on the show. Uh, please, before you go, leave all of my listeners your website, social media handles, email, phone, whatever you want to leave for the, uh, for the listening audience to reach out to you. Maybe they own a business. Maybe uh, compliance has been an issue for them. Maybe they had trouble in the past. Maybe they just want to upgrade their compliance. And I want you to be an option for them. Yeah. So uh, the best way to learn about StrikeCraft is on our website, strikecraft.com. There's a ton of articles and description of our solution. And um, if you're interested in a demo, there's a chat window right in the website. And um, our sales development representatives staff that chat window uh, during business hours, and they're happy to schedule a demo for you of the solution. So you can get a real idea of what we solve. And then for reaching out to me, um, I'm getting older, so the only social media network I really participate in a little bit is the um, uh, LinkedIn. 
And you can reach me there, Justin Beals, uh, Strike Graph. Uh, happy to chat via LinkedIn. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for so much for sharing all your information. And uh, I really appreciate it. Pleasure is all mine, of course. Thank you, Justin. And you have reached, you have listened to another episode of the Perky Color Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in. What is the Perky Collar? It is a collar support system for dress shirts. That's right. Over 18,000 of these amazing devices have been sold globally. How does it work? Lift the collar, add the Perky Collar with the long tapered ends on top, lower your collar on top. Adjust to make sure it's even around the collar, and that's it. You've now transformed your droopy, saggy dress shirt collar to a brand new looking dress shirt ready to tackle sweaters, jackets, blazers, and the collar still stays nice and tall. How do you find it? The website is perkyllc.com. That's spelled P as in Paul, E as in Elephant, R as in Robert, K as in Kangaroo, Y as in Yo-Yo, LLC, LarryLarryCharlie.com. That's perkyllc.com. Get yours today, or if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, visiting or live here, feel free to come by South Park Mall's kiosk located between Francesca's and Toomey. Best entrance is Maggiano's and Cheesecake Factory. See you soon. Look your best. Have a great day. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We solve clothing-related problems such as a droopy, saggy dress shirt collar, the pocket square that doesn't seem to sit still properly, it unfolds, it falls down, the shirt that keeps coming untucked, collar stays that keep curling on you, and more and more issues with your belt, cracking, splitting, holeless belts are the solution. You can adjust them by a quarter inch instead of having to go up an inch or down an inch. What about that lapel you want to use as an accent color to match a dress or as a color accent to your wardrobe? This and many other fun fashion accessories are available at PerkyLLC.com. Beyond innovation, we also have fashion accessories, bow ties, you name it, from feather to blingy to wooden, even wooden ones that move, even wooden ones that showcase the skyline of cities all across the country. Check out PerkyLLC.com for all these great fashion accessories and innovative solutions. Are you ready to publish your own book? Do you have a story to tell? Does the world need to hear your story? Now is your chance. Go to https colon forward slash go go dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. That's right. It's as simple as that. They'll walk you through every step needed to publish your own book. And watch out, be ready to be an Amazon bestseller, maybe a Wall Street Journal bestseller, or maybe even New York Times bestseller. It all starts with a single step and having the right team around you. Again, go to https colon forward slash go, G-O dot bestsellingbook.com forward slash perky collar radio show. Look forward to seeing your amazing results.